Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Hellberg Barbecue, Myatt Fuels, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, Texas Sports Hall of Fame, Versalift Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Oh, it is Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. And, man, I tell you, it was a tough one yesterday. I was really hoping and I uh, had to... I had to cancel, had a uh, <clears throat> nice hotel, found a great rate, downtown Louisville. Aaron, did I, is it my fault, do you think, for booking the room prior to the game? I, I booked it at about 5.30 yesterday. <laughs> I, I uh, Hopefully I didn't cause anything. Bears yeah, go out stuff. there. <laughs> you think I did it. <laughs> my fault. No. Uh, I, you know, it's just a tough one. When the season ends, and hey, this team was not perfect, and and not many teams are, but this team had what ended up to be a fatal flaw in they just simply weren't good enough defensively. And, I mean, my goodness, they tried everything, Scott and his staff, and they were good in moments, and they tried some zone. They, But, I mean, you know, when... When you got a team that's going to shoot lights out like that from three, then they get to the line. Aaron, they Creighton was twenty-two for twenty-two from the free throw line. I mean, it just Bears tried. They tried like crazy. Even though, even when it just got out of hand, looking and it was like seventy-seven sixty-one, they they kept fighting, and they had a chance on an offensive foul. Boy, these officials. In the NCAA tournament and all over college basketball right now, Aaron, do they love calling the moving screen? Oh they love calling offensive fouls. Oh. I mean, it's just if it even has the hint of a charge, it's a charge now, and it, it's just like it's like somebody got them all together and said, "Okay, here's the new deal: anything that looks close is an offensive foul, and any kind of screen, if he even." You know, I, I I don't know what they're supposed to do now. You go to set a screen, and if you set a good, solid screen and the guy runs into you and falls down, they'll just say, oh, that's, a, that's an offensive foul. No, that's a good screen. And then, Aaron, you know what I'm talking about. With about a minute 40 left, uh, and I think it was Cryer who made everything, of course, yesterday, Flagler or Cryer, they made a three right as they were called that offensive foul. Would have cut it to six. With about a minute 40 left, and again, still would have been a long shot, but they were at least kind of had a puncher's chance, and then they called that, and they've been calling stuff like that all through this uh, tournament. I'm sick of that. I mean, I love the NCAA tournament, but I'm tired of just constant moving picks. It's like a point of emphasis. Well, a point of emphasis doesn't mean you have to call it every time down. I mean, between the, the constant TV timeouts, and the foul calls, I mean, could we have some freedom of movement? Could we have a little flow to these games, please? That Gonzaga-TCU game was pretty good. That was a back-and-forth affair, and then Gonzaga <coughs> was able to pull that out. Aaron, you know what I've found is that we can talk all year, and we'll do it again next year, 
how great the Big 12 is, and I do think it's the best conference out there. But you get into the tournament, nobody cares, do they? Like, do you think, did, did it look like um, in that Kansas game, there was any fear, like Arkansas is like, oh, man, they don't have their coach. and Boy, they're from that tough league. They're from that tough conference. I don't know. No, they didn't care, and they found a way to get it done in the second half. Creighton didn't care. Didn't care where Baylor came from. Gonzaga didn't care. It doesn't matter. Gonzaga may join us someday in the Big 12. But these teams show up, and it's a one-game, winner-take-all type deal. Survive in advance, and the Bears just simply didn't survive yesterday. Aaron, what has been happening all season with this Bears team? They they don't put <laughs> – when they, when they lose games, they just don't put complete games together. They played an unbelievable half in Lawrence. I mean, looked like world beaters. It's like, is this going to be a number one seed? And they got wiped out in the second half. Yesterday, I don't know what feed you were watching, Aaron, but, you know, I had direct TV, and I, 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 it was like Baylor's 30. It was, I was just like, get to five. Get out to win five. At, at, uh, it was like 36-29 right before half. Well, if you were watching direct TV like I was, they just didn't ever come back from break. We, like, all missed the last minute of the half. And you finally go to the studio, and you're like, well, dang. How'd that happen? 39, 29. So obviously they didn't finish the half very well at all. I was thinking, have it at five or at best three, and they're down 10. And they carved into it and fought back and it got it to within five. But I'm telling you, man, number 23 for Creighton, I'll have nightmares about these guys forever. Um, and 23 was great. I mean, they just, they had. Did they bring in somebody, Aaron, that used to be at TCU? I'm like, who is that guy? I recognize that guy. Farabello comes in. He's knocking down threes. He's an old TCU player. I'm like, where in the world did this guy come from? And they have some guy named Baylor. If you'll remember, Aaron, when we were all into the portal last year, you know, this time of year, oh, who's in the portal? Who's in the portal? There was some guy from, like, South Dakota, and his name was Baylor Sherman or Sherman. And sure enough, he shows up at Creighton yesterday, and he's a lefty, and he's one of those kind of tall, crafty dudes, and he and he's knocking it down from three. Aaron, did it feel like they never missed? I mean, first of all, they never missed a free throw, it 22 did. for 22. And then what were they from three? I think they finally ended up missing a few at the end that took them to, like, where they finished maybe – 12 for 25, but for a while, they just hit everything. And the Bears were so bad in the first half. Bears shot 16% from three at the half. They finally started knocking down some. Thank you, LJ, for what you did. Thank you, buddy. I mean, you tried. You did everything you could. Um, Flagler tried his best. I, I think there was some breathing issues, the altitude. Um, <coughs> I don't know. You know, I don't want to talk about anybody's medical condition. Sometimes people have some breathing conditions and all that, that that they're not helped by the altitude. You know, Aaron, I'm talking about asthma, things like that. And he was not right in the first half. You could see him over on the sideline. He just couldn't get his breath. And um, and they tried to he, – he put some oxygen, you know, tried to get a little oxygen and tried to, tried to help in that way. They did a good job. They did everything they could to try to get ready for the altitude. But it certainly was impacting – Flagler in that first half. They didn't even have our big uh, our our big guard. 
they didn't have Langston Love in that game. And I, again, I don't know, I don't know what's going on with Langston. I mean, I don't know why we couldn't turn the corner with the eye injury. Those things are tough. You never know. He went five minutes in that first game against uh, U- UCSB, and he couldn't give it a go the other day. And uh, he's a tough, tough guy. I mean, if there's any way he could play, he's going to play. So, man, it was just tough. It was tough. And these things are abrupt. I've been in talks. I- I've talked to – oh, I've I visited with John Jacobs. He's great, you know. He's a great. He's got a great spirit about him. He'll bounce back. They'll be okay. But they're tough. It's tough because they just hate. Le- I talked to Scott uh, a little bit earlier today, just via text. I mean, it, the great Bill Peterson, who we had on, love Bill Peterson and what he does and the NBA part that he brings. There's some things Bears need to get better at. They've got to get back to the basics. They got to get great defenders in here. They got to play that lockdown. Stay in front of them. Help Aaron. Think about some of those things that reared its ugly head. Maybe maybe it was in the first half I'm thinking about this. Guy, um, Keontae or somebody gets beat in the corner off the dribble. Well, in the, in the, in the past, you're, you're almost trying to turn guys into certain places on the floor. Like you're trying to run them into the baseline because you're going to bring help. Well, the dude just goes all the way to the rim. Like nobody ever came over and helped. And so that that kind of stuff was happening this year. The team defense wasn't. And I had people text me, is it Jerome? Do they miss Jerome? Well, sure, they miss Jerome. You don't have a guy for 20 years, and, and, and you're just like, okay, we don't miss him at all. We're fine. Now, the people that have replaced him on the staff are incredible. I mean, I, I, A.B. and John Jacobs, I, I, I huge fans of theirs, and they'll get this thing right. But, you know, you can't. You got to have respect for – Jerome and what Jerome brought on the defensive side and AB and the rest of them on defense will get that thing right but they couldn't and it wasn't just them it wasn't the coaching as much as it was personnel this year these are not like Davion type defenders and of course he's a once in a lifetime type defender but listen Cryer and Keontae uh, and and all these guys now Dell can be a really good defender at times. Dell Bonner, I think Langston Love has the ability to be a lockdown defender. But their top three guards are not, including Flagler, are not what you would call great one-on-one defenders. So they had to try to come up with ways to hide some of those deficiencies. Aaron, I'm just you know, today's a day of sadness with that with with the season ending, but mainly because. Man, I want to see Flagler play another year. I want to see, I want to see Big Flow. I, you know, it, it's just tough when you've got to say goodbye to some of these guys. Now, Cryer can come back. Um, you know, I, I think probably Flagler will move on. You know, every once in a while, it'll surprise you how much eligibility they have, especially with that COVID year. I kind of think we've seen the last of Adam, but. I mean, they're going to be guys that need to grow up and uh, and and get even better. Keontae, could he come back? Probably not. I mean, if you're if you if there's a good chance you're going to go top thirteen, you're going to go lottery. Even Scott's not going to try to tell you to come back. <clears throat> I mean, it, it, the coaches want what's best for these players, and if they have a chance to go be lottery, now could Keontae come back, make some nil money, help this team? You bet, you bet, he could immensely, but. 
he's he's ranked too high and he's got too much game to tell him to come back. I mean, you know what I'm saying, Aaron. You can't – there was a time, like, for instance, years ago, man, we desperately wanted Udo to come back, Epe Udo. But he ends up going six overall and, and, and being a lottery pick. And it's hard to tell a guy that's going to do that, hey, you need to come back. Does Kendall Brown have regrets that he didn't come back? Could he have helped his team? Yeah. I mean, Kendall ends up going in the second round, and he's a two-way player, and he never he basically never plays for the Pacers. Could he have developed and become a, a better player staying around? You bet he could have. But, of course, he didn't know. He didn't know he was going to fall to the second round when he elected to stay in the draft, and we don't know everybody's financial situation. It's hard to tell somebody, hey, don't go. Don't go pro. And it's especially hard to tell a guy that's for sure going to go in the first round, and Keontae will. Now, this team will be active. I mean, they'll certainly look in the portal. Bridges will be back next year. Bridges got more and more confident. I think three-point shots even going to get better. Uh, late in the season, he obviously had 28 in the game. Um, he made some big shots in that game yesterday. Bridges is only going to get better, and while – he might have a shot at the NBA. I, I think he needs to come back. I think I think Bridges needs to come back and be a key component of next year's team. Um, Loner will be back. Uh, uh, you know, Ojanwina will be back and will help immensely. Grimes is a kid who sat out this year and redshirted that Bill Peterson and others helped bring in. Jacobs, the the whole shebang out there from uh, Kilgore Junior College, I think is where he played. He'll be immensely helpful to this team. All right, so they by the end of you know when they go to next year, they're going to have a full complement of players. It's not like Scott's going to go into the season empty-handed. I mean, they're going to have people that come back. But Aaron, I think that's the hard part. They they we won't get to see the combination of Keontae. Flagler and and Cryer again. And that's tough. When you have three of the best guards in the country and you know you're not going to get to see them again, and you know Keontae wasn't totally himself after the ankle injury. He averaged 17 points a game and uh before and after it, they were showing it yesterday. Aaron, I think it was like not, you know, close to 10, but we're talking about like six or seven points fewer per game and last night he started out one for eight he was trying to take the ball to the rim which I think was a good idea but they had like some kind of big seven foot seven one dude and he they, we weren't getting the calls and he couldn't and he just wasn't able to finish over those people and I think later in the game Bridges and others did a little bit better job of 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 getting into their body using the rim to defend and, and hitting some of those reverse-type layups. But Bears were not getting the calls. Creighton certainly was. And they just hit at half. They were 8 for 8. By the end of the game, they were 22 for 22. Aaron, I'm watching TCU in a close game last night miss all those free throws. They were like 10 for 18 at one point. Uh, ball, the, the really good, you know, fast guard that they have. Uh, they just missed. Um, they missed way too many free throws. It ended up killing them. I mean, and and it plagued the Bears at times. For the most part, Baylor has 
been a good free throw shooting team. Flo got way better in that category this year. So lots to come on all of that. But today, Aaron, I just feel, I mean, would you agree with me? It's just kind of a feeling of general sadness that hits at that abrupt nature of realizing it's, it's, that's it. That's it. We never get to see this team again. Is that how you're feeling? Just kind of, are you, are you mad? You got anger or you just got sadness? No, that's, you, you described it perfectly and I'm mad. It just, yeah, it's, it is kind of an emptiness now that the, the season is over for the men. Think about, yeah. you know, if, man, if some shots had fallen in the first half, even with the defensive lapses and Creighton shooting free throws and threes so well, it still could have been a different game. They just couldn't make yeah. anything in the first half. Well, our buddy uh, Aaron Bryce Cherry from the Waco Trib on loan today from game time. You know, he's a regular on game time. I mean, Tom has some kind of deal with the Waco Trib. I mean, I can't get anybody over there. Tom just got the whole thing on lockdown. But Tom was very kind today and said, yes, we will loan Bryce Cherry out. Bryce is on uh, a trip right now from Boston getting back to, uh, I don't know how far that is, to Stores, Connecticut. Aaron, how far do you think that is? Like a three-hour drive, two-hour drive? We'll find out. Uh, He's going to be at the uh, Baylor-UConn women's game tonight. That's 8 o'clock. It's an 8 o'clock tip. Aaron, I'm I'm assuming we'll hear that right here on ESPN Central Texas, probably pregame at about 7.30. And, of course, you heard from Derek and others. Oh, go ahead, Aaron. It'll be on Star 104.9. Oh, okay. All right, keep it over there. Just to keep everything, you know. uh, Okay. Keep everybody, keep everybody. We've gotten everybody used to it. Right. Star 1049. All right. That'll be over at Star 1049. The Baylor women in UConn will get it on this evening, 730 pregame, 8 o'clock tip, and we'll all be watching that one. Let's talk to Bryce Cherry, sports editor of the Waco Trib. Let's do it next. The home for Baylor Bear Baseball is ESPN Central Texas. It's been three years since COVID-19 changed life around the world. If there's one thing we've learned during that time, it's that Central Texans are tough. Waco Family Medicine is here to remind you that COVID-19 can be more dangerous when you're unprotected. A safe, effective, and free way to stay tough against COVID is with vaccinations and boosters. Visit wacofamilymedicine.org slash vaccine for info about the safety of vaccines and a list of places to get yours in Central Texas. When it comes to COVID-19, a little poke can lead to a lot of protection. Hey guys, it's Tom of the ESPN Central Texas, and it's time for some grown-up conversation. Some of you take performance enhancers for the gym, for more energy, to grow your hair. So why not the bedroom? It's all about confidence. Confidence knowing that you're ready. Good news, help us here with chewables from BlueChew.com. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in a chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew tablets can help men gain extra confidence when it's time. The process is simple. No doctor's appointments, no awkward conversations, and it's shipped right to your door in a discreet package. Blue Chew is an online prescription service with licensed medical providers that will work with you to find the right ingredients and strength for your prescription. And here's a special offer for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use promo code 1660 at checkout and pay just $5 for shipping. That's promo code 1660. BlueChew.com. 
In the market for a quality metal building? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe have helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal building design, panel options, building components, and trim options. Pioneer Steel and Pipe's residential line is energy efficient, offers low maintenance, reduces insurance payments, is impact resistant, and carries up to a 45-year limited warranty. In addition, they can help you find metal building contractors for your project. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at PioneerBoys.com. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas, football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, the that means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. Get a great deal on versatile Kubota equipment today, like Kubota BX and L-Series compact tractors, part of our tractor lineup rated number one in durability and owner experience, Z-Series mowers and sidekick utility vehicles. Stop by your local Kubota dealer today. Bring home select L-Series equipment for zero down, 0% APR for up to 72 months, plus save up to $800 now through June 30th. See us or go to KubotaUSA.com for more details. WC Tractor, now with six convenient locations to serve you. Find us at WCTractor.com. Are you paying more than you need to for your car? Have you considered a refinance to save money? Refinancing can get you a lower interest rate and as a result, decrease your monthly car payment, freeing up cash for other financial obligations. Learn about refinancing today at Genco. Then save even more by skipping your payments for the first 60 days, only from Genco Federal Credit Union. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and loan policies insured by NCUA. My money, my future, my credit union, Genco. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Baylor basketball bounce out of the round of 32 for the second straight year, losing to Creighton 85-76. Baylor women erased an 18-point deficit to move to the second round, beating Alabama 78-74. The Bears will face UConn tonight, 8 o'clock tip, and you can hear that game on 104.9 FM. Baylor baseball takes 2-3 or three from Kansas State in conference opening series. The Bears will host Sam Houston State at Baylor Ballpark tomorrow at 6.30. Number 21 Baylor softball swept Houston over the weekend. The Bears will be at UTA on Wednesday. Cowboys have acquired Houston Texans wide receiver Brandon Cooks for a fifth-round pick in the 2023 draft and a sixth-round pick in the 2024 draft. Dallas Mavericks riding a two-game winning streak will be at Memphis tonight, 7 o'clock tip. Houston Astros' Jose Altuve fractured his right thumb playing in the World Baseball Classic. Altuve will miss at least eight weeks. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It is uh, Matt Mosley's show. I wanted Bryce Cherry to get to hear some of that. I think young MC, some of those people, some of his favorites, MC Hammer, probably one of his favorites. Bryce and I are close to the same age. Beastie Boys probably was in his repertoire. Um, Bryce, you are making the drive back into Stores, Connecticut. Now, when you told me where you were staying, that seemed like a little bit of a a little bit of a hike for you. Um, were there just not a lot of hotels right there around the Yukon uh, campus, or did you kind of did you think, hey, I'd kind of like to get out and see New England while I'm up in this part of the country? 
We did have some time to kill today. Uh, so, no, I'm staying in Hartford, which is not that far. Uh, oh, okay. But uh, we we had some time to kill today, and uh, Jerry Hill was a loser. He slept in, and he didn't go with us. But uh, Chad Vaughrine from KWTX and I went up to Boston, and we took a tour of Fenway Park, and we uh, got some lobster mac and cheese. And uh, we um, walked the Freedom Trail, and then we came back to Connecticut. And now we'll uh, head over to the uh, game here in just a little while. We still got like three and a half hours, so yeah, yeah. But but yeah, we got a little time to kill today. And I was like, you know, it's only an hour and a half up the road for us Texans. That's nothing, you know. So yeah, we got got to taste a little bit of Fenway, and that was a lot of fun. Well, I feel like you're taking young Chad on a field trip or something. It's just like I'm sure, uh, I'm sure he appreciates oh, that. I pulled in the car. You can only imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Was there ever a question like, "What's that Mosley like? What's that Matt Mosley really like?" Don't answer that. Um, I, now, I, that, that is uh, that's an interesting day. That Freedom Walk. I've done it. I did it in some bitter cold. I believe it was maybe late November. Maybe it gets cold pretty quickly there in that part of the country. Now, is the weather breaking a little bit, or were we still talking, you know, 30s, early, uh, you know, low 40s? It was was cold this morning when I uh, got out to the car at the hotel uh, to go pick up Chad. And, um, like, I want to say it was, like, 29. uh, But it warmed up throughout the day, and – Honestly, it's been it's been fine. Uh, I, I've been conferring with my wife, and it sounds like we've had similar temperatures back home. You know, forty five. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had a light jacket on today. If you were in the shade, it was a little cool. But uh, when you're walking in the sun, it wasn't too bad. All right, now you wrote this story about Baylor uh, preparing for UConn, and and, and Caitlin Bickle talked to you about trying to. Uh, bottle some of that energy obviously that they showed in the second half um you had to be kind of uh, questioning yourself on that trip didn't you bryce when it's 22 to 4 after the first quarter against a 10 seed alabama team did it kind of cross your mind on hey was this was this the best way to to spend the the waco trip uh, travel budget were, were you kind of questioning yourself a little bit well, here's what I was thinking. I was thinking, oh, I'm I'm going to hit Boston and New York on this <laughs> extra couple days to kill. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously they looked dead in the water after one quarter. I mean, you mentioned it, 22 to four. Uh, they were not shooting the ball well. A uh, little bit of the energy was lacking. And, you know, the second quarter, they started chipping away. Uh, I thought it was kind of remarkable how patient they were on offense. And they they worked the ball around. They got, you know, some good shots. And they finally started making some. And they they actually got it down to nine at one point in the second quarter. And then uh, uh, Alabama got it back up to 11 by halftime. And then, you know, second half was was kind of all Baylor. I mean – you know, obviously it was still a game in the fourth quarter, but uh, Bears, you know, and give them credit because uh, Nikki Collin mentioned it in, in the post game presser. You know, she said when they went up three with like 53 seconds to go, you know, it could have been one of those moments where you're like, 
oh man, that was the one that, you know, we had our shot, we blew mm-hmm. our shot. You know? I mean, because a lot of times that happens, you know, you'll, you'll rally so hard and have to dig and fight so hard to get back in the game. And then, you know, the other team responds and, and it just sinks you. Well, Baylor didn't let that happen. I mean, um, they ended up getting two points right off the bat without even the clock uh, moving, which I thought was huge. Uh, Alabama, you know, committed a couple fouls. Bella Roy went to the line, hit two big free throws. Now it's a one-point game. Uh, you know, they get two more free throws from Bickle. I mean, so, you know, they just – they were clutch down the stretch. And it was, a you know, obviously a big, big win. Now, you know, you got to start all over again tonight. Yeah, talking to Bryce Cherry, sports editor at the Waco Trib. He's in stores, Connecticut. Um, and uh, I've had I've stayed at Hartford, by the way. I've been in that Hartford uh, airport before. I uh, used to have to go to Bristol, Connecticut for meetings. <laughs> and uh, that was always an interesting time getting in and out of all that. But uh, what do you think the, the thought process goes to playing UConn? I mean, it's a it's a tall test. They're going to be a big crowd. They do perform and function well, seemingly on the road in front of big crowds. Does this um from everybody you've talked to and kind of what you've seen, this does not seem like one of those invincible UConn teams. Now, they're really, really good, and they could certainly win a national title. I mean, they're, they're good enough to do that. But, it, but it's not, when you think about Breonna Stewart and some of those unbelievable teams of the past, I wouldn't say this is Geno's greatest team. How do you, um, how do you see this matchup? And, and is this one of those things the Bears just have to kind of hang in there and keep this thing close? What are, you, what are your thoughts heading into this one? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're right. It's, it's not a vintage UConn team. Um, you know, it doesn't have Tarasi and Swin Cash and, like you said, Stewie and, you know, all the, all the greats that they've had. But, they, you know. Rebecca. Tough to beat. They're still going to be tough to beat. I mean, uh, they were seven and three in their last ten games of the season. Uh, one of those was a loss to an unranked St. John's team. So I do think, you know, I'm sure Baylor's pulling up the film and Nikki Collins, you know, examining what those teams did well uh, to to beat UConn and even some of their wins. Uh, were closer games. I mean, you know, teams sticking with them to the end. Um, you know, as you mentioned, it, you know, hostile environment. Baylor has performed well. I mean, we've documented that for sure. You know, they have performed well in big, uh, you know, road environments like this. You had a big crowd in Ames. They won there. There was a big crowd in Austin. They won there. A decent crowd in Norman. They won there. So, you know, I mean, it's not like they don't know how to do it. I don't, I don't know what it is about this particular team that uh, they're able to kind of just focus maybe a little bit better on the road. But they still have a tough task ahead of them. Aaliyah Edwards is six three. She's really good. She can score in a variety of ways. She was like thirteen of fifteen against Vermont. Um, you know, from the floor. So. Uh, I asked Caitlin the other day in the locker room, I said, uh, do you get the assignment on Aaliyah? And she just laughed and she was like, we'll see, we'll see. I don't think they had the game plan yet on that, but uh, she said, I have guarded her before. So, you know, I mean, uh, I may get that task again. I mean, I'm sure it'll be a group effort, but 
Uh, but they have players and, and size really all over the court. So Baylor's going to have its hands full. But, you know, vice versa to a certain extent. I mean, I think uh, Baylor will have the advantage from a from a speed standpoint. Um, mm-hmm. You know, those little guards and uh, maybe you can kind of get into some passing lanes that way and see if you can turn UConn over some and get some points in transition. So um, there'll be some things that I think Baylor can exploit as well. All right, Bryce Cherry, Waco Trib uh, Sports Editor. Let's turn our attention to the men. Uh, an abrupt halt to the season against Creighton. Uh, you remember what they did to Creighton last time. They brought that up in this broadcast. And, boy, I think McDermott might have been uh, had that in, on on his mind last night. That was a buzzsaw. And sometimes you uh, – I thought they would respond in the second half because we've seen them do it before. But, uh, Bryce, when this team's played poorly this year, it's when they can't put two halves together. And while they did play harder and kind of played them even in the second half, it didn't matter when you're down 10 and you can't really cut into it. That was a different Creighton team. That Creighton team from several years ago had Doug McDermott. He was a great shooter, but I don't think that was a complete team. This team they ran into, I mean, they had several guys that could hurt you. And um, I just think some of the things that uh, the problems that have come up this year, defense, not helping on defense, too many straight line drives, um, reared its ugly head again in that loss last night. No doubt. No doubt. I mean, I, uh, I was watching it here in Hartford at the hotel, writing up some of my stories, and uh, and you're absolutely right. I mean, I think defense uh, was an issue for the Bears all season long, and it certainly showed up again against, in, against Creighton. Uh, there were moments, uh, and give, you know, give credit to Creighton on some of those moments where um, I thought Baylor actually defended the guy really well, and the guy just makes a good shot. You know, I mean, uh, one of those kind of good defense, better offense kind of things. I mean, there were moments like that for sure, but there were also a lot of breakdowns that you've seen all season long. Um, you know, there were some illegal picks and just silly silly mistakes that they made, and and then it just seemed like LJ – was the only guy that was really hitting consistently, uh, scoring consistently. And, um, you know, they they make a little run to get it to, like, seven or nine, and then, and then Creighton would come back down and hit a big bucket. Mm-hmm. So it was a game where Baylor never seemed to get over the hump. And as I was watching it, you know, I was just sitting there thinking, I mean, and I had this thought, like, multiple times. I was just thinking, Creighton's better. I mean, they're just better. Uh, you know, at least they're better here on March, whatever, 18th, 19th, whatever it is. I mean, uh, uh, you know, they, they were better yesterday, uh, maybe not over the full course of the season. And, you know, I mean, maybe the big 12 season takes a lot out of you. I mean, um, I thought big 12 teams would do a little bit better in the NCAA tournament, but it is a grind. I mean, there's no question about that. So, you know, they have some things to shore up for next year, uh, but they'll be good again. I mean, there's no question. All right. I just hate – yeah, I kind of hated to see Keontae, um, and he obviously was getting to the line and doing some good things in the second half, but that first half to come out so cold and uh, and know we're only going to get one year out of him. 
Uh, he was tremendous and will always remember Keontae George at his best. But after that ankle injury, and they showed the graphic last night, never quite got back to what he was, never quite got back to the 16 to 17. And the guy we, sh- we saw score 25 to 28 points in games earlier in the season. And I think that's, uh, that's just frustrating when you, when you have a star player like that and, and that's how his one year at your campus ends, that's a tough thing for him and the program. No doubt. Uh, and I'm sure he would have loved to, you know, for, for March Madness to be his kind of coming out party to the, to the nation, you know, maybe some people that hadn't seen him play before, uh, you know, maybe bump that draft stock up with some big performances. Um, that said, uh, I mean, that guy's future is golden <laughs> because, uh, to me, he, uh, is going to be Scott's best pro. I mean, I, I don't really think there's any question about it. And that's not to say, I mean, Scott's had better guys, uh, in terms of like that were just college basketball players. I mean, I, yeah. obviously Jared Butler was, you know, MOP of the, of the tournament. Davion Mitchell was, you know, National Defensive Player of the Year. F.A. Udo was incredible when he was there. But uh, the first time I was at a Baylor game this year, uh, a men's game, and sitting courtside or whatever and watching, um, I think it was, I, I think it was actually, um, I, I know I was sitting courtside because I was up at uh, in Dallas um, at the American Airlines for that mm-hmm. game. Yeah, uh, the women playing there too and i watched him go up and hang in the air and you know three other guys you know hit the ground and he's still in the air and then he scores and i'm like yeah he could be playing you know tomorrow in the nba you know mm-hmm. i mean he's got that kind of talent and that kind of game and as an nba fan it's gonna be fun to watch him and see where you know how he develops would not mind to see him on the old Houston Rockets, but we'll see how that plays out. Yeah, um, and I think Sohan may have a word with you on on whether he becomes Baylor's best pro ever because he <laughs> is uh, he is already kind of turning into something pretty special. He's been banged up a little bit lately, but my goodness, I, there he's he's had some like twenty five and thirty point performances. So, uh, but I I I think uh, I c- it could be between those two uh, for the best pro ever. Although Vinny, let's say a word for Vinny because obviously what he did for the Pistons was uh, was pretty unbelievable back in the day. Um, all right, well listen, uh, be careful going over there and. Um, Glad you had that freedom walk and got to go do those things in Boston. It was probably a little too chilly to get out on those uh, those swans. There's that there's that lake where you can ride swans around, and that would have been a little odd. You and Chad out riding a swan <laughs> together, but uh, but that's okay to each your own. Uh, Bryce, have a uh, have a great evening, and we uh, hope you can pull the. Uh, we hope the Bears can uh, have a great performance tonight. I'll talk to you soon. All right, thanks, Matt. Appreciate it. You bet. There he goes, Bryce Cherry. Waco Trib, sports editor, and uh, does a little bit of everything. He's got an edit. He's got to edit Werner stuff, and and then he's also got to write his own columns. And he's 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 all over the place. So good to have him on. Uh, it is time for some campus confidential. We already have two new hires in college basketball. Uh, they're happening as we speak, and both of them are pretty big names, pretty big programs. 
And uh, we'll tell you a little bit more about that. We'll do it next in Campus Confidential. Baylor women's basketball in the NCAA tournament this weekend in Stores, Connecticut on 104.9 FM. The Baylor women advance to take on host UConn in the second round of the NCAA tournament on Monday. 7.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 8 p.m. tip-off Monday. Baylor women's basketball in the NCAA tournament with Derek Smith and Sophia Young-Malcolm on 104.9 FM. Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at MayaFuels.net. That's MayaFuels.net. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Hey folks, Derek Scott here at Jim Turner Chevrolet. There are so many seasons upon us. Mark's Madness Basketball, Baseball, and NASCAR. So needless to say, we are full throttle here at Jim Turner Chevrolet as we enter truck season. And here we go again with 0% financing on every new Silverado in stock. We have over 200 new and pre-owned vehicles to choose from, and folks, we will not be beat over price. So give us a call, 840-3261 or 24-7 at turnerchevy.com. And remember, folks, we're just a heartbeat away at McGregor. We'll treat you like family. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. Combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their town west or downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. Tickets and sponsorships are now available for the 2023 Texas Sports Hall of Fame Induction Banquet presented by Texas Farm Bureau Insurance. The class of 2023 includes Robert Brazil, Jose Cruz, Scott Drew, Carlette Guidry-Falkway, Priest Holmes, Adrian Peterson, Cynthia Potter, and Michael Strahan. Meet this year's inductees class on Saturday, April 15th in the base at the Extra Co Event Center in Waco. To purchase tickets, please visit tshof.org or call 254-756-1633. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for vehicle pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty at CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. 
ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Lines with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Baylor basketball bounce out of the round of 32 for the second straight year, losing to Creighton 85-76. Baylor women erased an 18-point deficit to move to the second round, beating Alabama 78-74. The Bears will face UConn tonight, 8 o'clock tip, and you can hear that game on 104.9 FM. Baylor baseball takes 2-3 or three from Kansas State in conference opening series. The Bears will host Sam Houston State at Baylor Ballpark tomorrow at 6.30. Number 21 Baylor softball swept Houston over the weekend. The Bears will be at UTA on Wednesday. Cowboys have acquired Houston Texans wide receiver Brandon Cooks for a fifth-round pick in the 2023 draft and a sixth-round pick in the 2024 draft. Dallas Mavericks riding a two-game winning streak will be at Memphis tonight, 7 o'clock tip. Houston Astros' Jose Altuve fractured his right thumb playing in the World Baseball Classic. Altuve will miss at least eight weeks. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. Well, it is some Campus Confidential time. And uh, I know people kind of like this when we kind of go around sports world. We got coaching hires being made um, and uh, new coaches on the way. It's some big brand name programs. Uh, but uh, Aaron Sexton always sets the table for this thing, and uh, he can start wherever he feels like starting. As we kind of today, we uh, kind of have to say goodbye to the 2022-2023 Baylor Bears uh, men's team and then the women's team tonight against uh, UConn. And there's people thinking, well, we'll probably have to say goodbye tonight. We'll see. We'll see. Quicker team, maybe more athletic then UConn, they're bigger. I mean, they got six three, six five. I mean, they're going. It's going to be a tough rebounding. It's going to have to be a team effort for rebounding. But I, I don't know. I've got to watch this thing. I kind of, I'm kind of interested to see if the Bears can go out there and feed off this hostile crowd as they tend to do. Uh, and we'll see what Nikki Collin can do as Nikki and Gino go head to head and match wits. All right, Aaron. What, uh, by the way, it's always isn't it easier, Aaron, to match wits when you have like six five, six three, <laughs> six two. It's, it's yeah. real easy to match wits when you when you mm-hmm. recruit the best player in the country five years in a row, <laughs> which he did quite a few times. Why don't we do that at Baylor? Oh yeah, we're trying, and we do have the top twenty five like big girl coming in, big time, Aaron six seven. I think that's gonna be fun. Gonna get a gonna get somebody in there swatting shots. I'd put not. I'd put um, what's our friend's name, Aaron? Uh, that's a six four uh, young woman on this team for Baylor. Nyla, what is her? Nyla Hill. Nyla. For some reason I'm I'm not thinking of it. Man, I like her though. Get her in. Get her involved tonight. Get her out there because she's big can swat shots and she plays with energy when she's out there. I don't think she always brings it in practice. Nikki's told us. But, boy, when you put her in the game, sometimes she'll, she'll spit some fire. All right, Aaron, what do you have for us today in camp? Oh, and by the way, a reminder, uh, Grant McCaslin, for all you mean green out there, the UNT lovers, the coach at UNT who's now being, he's highly sought after, being mentioned for this Texas Tech job, Grant McCaslin will be on with us at 520 today. 520, they're getting ready for a game against... The Pokes tomorrow in Stillwater. NIT action. I don't usually watch NIT, 
But if it involves my friend Grant McCaslin and UNT, I will stop down for some NIT action. All right, Aaron, what do you have for us? It is the second round of the NCAA Women's Basketball Tournament all day today. You mentioned seven-seeded Baylor Lady Bears in action in stores, taking on second-seed UConn tonight, 7.30 for the pregame. Tip-off just after 8 o'clock on our sister station, Star 104.9. Two other Big 12 teams in action tonight. Four-seeded Texas takes on the five-seed Louisville. That'll be at 6 o'clock on ESPN. Then at 9 o'clock on ESPN2, in a battle of four or five seeds, fifth-seeded Oklahoma takes on UCLA. The only game in action so far today, third-seeded Ohio State leads the sixth-seed North Carolina 59-50 with about seven minutes left in the game. All right. I like that. And um, who knows? I might – I'm trying to see what that game's on right now. I think it's on main ESPN. Ohio State, as Aaron just said, has taken that 59-50 lead. But, um, hey, at least the UNC women made the NCAA tournament. <laughs> oh, man, those poor Tar Heels. They believe they invented basketball. And they're so proud of it. And, boy, they were giving us the hardest time at Baylor last year when they beat us. I had a UNC buddy giving me all sorts of grief. Where are they this year? Well, they didn't even – they're too good for the NIT. What a bunch of jerks. <laughs> NIT. Oh, we're, we're going to decline our invitation to the NIT. You're not good enough for the NIT. I, the CBI wouldn't even take you. Aaron, do they still do the CBI? I kind of like the CBI. <laughs> I'm not sure. I like the CBI. Yes. All right. Uh, yeah. Is I this- mean, uh, that's embarrassing. You're freaking UNC, and you don't make the tournament. And, but yet you go around the rest of the year puffing out your chest on all. And again, have they been one of the most storied, uh, you know, programs in the ever? Yeah, yeah. But doesn't matter this year, did it? Didn't get you uh, uh, being. Uh, what, did, what did Jerome Tang say, Aaron? Did you hear him that quote he said about uh, about they asked him about you know the tradition of Kentucky? He said doesn't matter. The tradition that tradition he said because we had more dudes than they had. <laughs> I loved how he put that. That's good game. That was a good game because my man Casey Wallace from Richardson High School came to play in that game, and he was he was great. He was superb, and Shibwe was great, and um, and and the little man, oh man, Marquise Noel just said about two about three minutes left in that game. He just said, yeah, "I got this, guys, I got this." And then Masood, how about that, Aaron Ish Masood, Ismail Masood. Hadn't hit a bucket the whole game, and with like a minute left, he steps up and hits a three. The biggest shot of the ball game, and it was Masood. So I think for Baylor fans on the men's side, our team is now the Kansas State Wildcats. Aaron, do you think Baylor fans can get behind that, given our attachment to Jerome? I mean, I can. I think most can. There's going to be some that just see that it's Baylor or nothing, but I – I can see a lot of Baylor fans rooting for Coach Tang in Kansas State. Now that means that Aaron might purchase one of those K-State T-shirts. The man has a T-shirt for every occasion, (laughs) and I could see him. If they make the Final Four, I could see Aaron showing up to work in a K-State T-shirt. How many K-Staters do we have in the listening audience right now? 
How many Manhattan? You didn't have to graduate there if, if you're just a Kansas State fan. I'm not talking about a Baylor person who's a, now a K-State fan because Baylor. I'm talking about true K-Staters. How many do we have in the listening audience right now? Hit us up, 254-662-1660. That's 254-662-1660. And by the way, also kudos to our Longhorn friends for making it to the Sweet 16. Rodney Terry, you deserve all the praise. Did a great job. Took down the mighty Penn State Nittany Lions. Great performance. They didn't even, that one guy wasn't even playing well in that game. Uh, Jabari Rice, he didn't even get it done. And uh, and and uh, DeSue just was awesome. I mean, he's become arguably their best player. Dylan DeSue, who early in the season was scoring like four or five points a game and now goes out there seemingly every night and has at least like 17 points and 10 rebounds. I think he had 24 in that game the other night. Great performance by Dylan DeSue. And that's not a fluke. Aaron, you remember that game in Waco? Bears beat Texas, but the DeSue had like 22 points. That guy's good. He's like 6'9 and can shoot threes. I mean, he's better than the Timmy guy, Timmy Allen. All right, Aaron, back to you. Back to you in the studio. Rick Pitino's been named the new coach at St. John's, returning to the Big East Conference with ambitions of restoring the Red Storm to national prominence. The school announced Pitino's hiring today. Sources told ESPN that Pitino, who led Iona to the NCAA tournament this season, agreed to a six-year contract. Terms were not disclosed. 70 years old, is that right? <clears throat> Pitino? Yes, I mean, 70. now he's he's slimy, and he I mean he you know he's gotten caught doing all kinds of stuff, including, you know, in some kind of restaurant having extramarital situations that broke out, and um, you remember that Aaron? It was such a strange story, but Louisville was a dirty, dirty program. But can the guy coach? Oh man. Aaron, if I had to name the top five coaches that are still coaching right now, I mean, you got to include Patino. Like, I'd put Bill Self in there. I mean, I Scott's right up there. Mark Few, uh, Tom Izzo at Michigan State. He's still alive in this tournament. Um, who am I missing, Aaron? Who's just great? Great. I said the Gonzaga coach. I think, I think, am I missing somebody? Somebody really good. And now, Bayheim's retired. Uh, Roy has retired, and Coach K has retired. Who are still the greatest? Like coaching. I mean, Huggins is great, but let's not act like Huggins has done that much in the tournament over the years. He's a Hall of Famer, but I don't have him as a current top five coach. Aaron, who am I missing? I got to be missing somebody. Uh, somebody that's great. Big Ten wise, not going to put Matt Painter in there. He gets beat every year. Uh, the uh, Purdue coach. Who am I missing, Aaron? There's got to be somebody. <clears throat> if we were going to say the top five coaches in college basketball right now, I think Patino has to be in it. I really do. And. Um, I think if you're looking at the Big 12, Huggins just based on longevity, 
And overall greatness, yeah, you might put him close. He's a top ten guy. Kelvin Sampson. Who am I missing, Aaron? Who? Kelvin Sampson. Oh, yeah. I mean, Coach Drew. Sampson's <laughs> got to be. I said Scott. I oh, okay. said Scott Drew. Yeah, uh, absolutely. That, I knew I, that's why I was asking you. I knew I was missing somebody. Sampson is top five in college basketball right now. He's incredible. I mean, he truly, he truly is uh, incredible. Kelvin Sampson. The uh, Cougars, I was hoping Baylor would do what the Cougars did. Uh, Auburn had them down 41-31. Second half of that game, Aaron, there was some poor guy named Broom for Auburn that missed like a million free throws. It became like hack-a-broom. He, he, at one point I looked up and he was like 5 for 15 or 6 for 15 from the free throw line. He was missing everything. Houston just took over that game. They were on the ropes, and it was looking like Purdue, Houston, and Arizona, and who else, Aaron, number one seed, uh, was going to be out. There was also Kansas. I mean, it was looking like all those teams were going to be out, and, uh, and, and Houston rose up in that second half and got it done. Man, those are grown people. You know, Aaron, that's what, you know, when I think about and I talk to people about what Baylor needs to do, you know, it's it's maybe getting a little bigger out there on the wing. All right, getting a little more size. Um, uh, and, and obviously they're going to have to fix this defense because when they're at their best, they play great defense. And they just didn't have it this season. They had one of the better offenses in the country, but they didn't have anything to lean on when the shots weren't falling. you got to be able to lean on great defense when the shots aren't falling. And in the first half yesterday, they're down 39-29. You can't, when you have that many great guards and great shooters and all, you can't go out there and score 29 points. But you got to do something to keep you in the game, and they weren't good enough on defense. And by the way, if somebody gets beat out there on the corner, somebody's got to slide over. I don't care if you knock the guy down. Slide over and help out. You can't let the guy go, go get like a, a four-foot shot or a, or a, 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 a layup. And Ojanwana, Everyday John, I mean, those big dudes are going to help. Loner, Bridges, I mean, at least they do have some, some big guys coming back. All right, that is the Matt Mosley Show, um, Campus Confidential. Good stuff, Aaron. 520 today, live from Stillwater, Oklahoma, we'll have the coach of the Mean Green. You know him as Grant McCaslin. That's at 520. Next, we'll get into uh, some Cowboys news. We do have Dallas Cowboys news today, and, uh, and, and there's been a transaction. They've lost a player. We'll talk about it next. Keep up with Baylor Bear Softball on ESPN Central Texas. What do you think a wealth manager's most important quality should be? I'm Joe Kaleo of the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. Wealth managers rely on knowledge to make decisions, but responsible wealth managers need to be guided by integrity. I've believed that for more than 25 years. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. Thank you. 
Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. ESPN Central Texas is your home for game time. The John Moore Show and the Matt Mosley Show. Hi, my name is Russ and I work for Wackert Realtors with local offices in Waco and China Spring. I've lived in the Waco area for 20 plus years and as an Army combat veteran, I understand the needs and concerns veterans and active duty have when it's time to find your dream home. My specialty is veterans, but I'm here to help all whether you're looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate. I've got you covered. Call Russ at 512-417-9772. Salute to all veterans in Central Texas. I'm Kyle Tomlinson, General Manager of Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota's ranked number one for the most reliable vehicles with data compiled from more than 300,000 vehicles built between 2000 and 2022. If you're in search of a new vehicle, Jeff Hunter Toyota offers a full selection of new Toyota models along with a vast inventory of pre-owned vehicles. Stop by and see me or any of our team members for a great car at a fair price. Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality, Waco values. After a remarkable 100-year run, the FCC is officially closing the doors on traditional analog copper POTS telephone lines. FCC has issued an order 10-72A1, which mandates that all POTS lines in the U.S. be replaced with an alternative source. Another issue we are seeing is print nightmare. That is the vulnerability in Windows print servers where an attacker could run code with full systems privileges. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or UBEO. From the Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Helberg Barbecue, Maya Fuels, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, Texas Sports Hall of Fame, Versalift Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. Well, it is Matt Mosley. The Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. And uh, Grant McCaslin, University of North Texas basketball coach, will be uh, joining us at 520. Uh, just in a few minutes, a lot of uh, Mean Green people will be listening. And I'll try, you know, Grant doesn't really want to talk about, <clears throat> you know, these other opportunities right now because he's still playing the NIT. And they have OSU. I'll, I'll bring it up, and I'll try to figure out a good way to, to, to ask it. But I don't expect to get a lot there. And I understand that, man. When you're investing in these players and you love this team, <clears throat> you can't. You can't be talking about other jobs and all that kind of st- stuff. But I understand that Texas Tech people are interested, and uh, and and so and Grant's a longtime friend, and so we'll we'll figure out a way to to uh, to bring it up in a way that hopefully doesn't put him in a weird uh, weird spot. He was uh, Aaron. He was actually an old fraternity brother of mine at Baylor University, and was on that staff. And right now, <laughs> the uh, 
Oral Roberts coach Paul Mills, Grant McCaslin, both hot names in coaching, both on Scott Drew's staffs uh, in the past, and um, and same thing with uh, Jerome Tang. Now, I think Jerome Tang will hopefully stay at Kansas State. I think there are schools out there that would love to have him uh, and maybe even bigger or bigger-time programs than K-State, but... I mean, there's no reason he can't turn K-State into a powerhouse, especially in this conference. And uh, if he can split with KU every year, even every once in a while get a sweep, I mean, he'll be a made man in that state. So, uh, uh, and Grant and uh, and Jerome Tang coach together, so there's a lot of fun stuff to kind of bring up when you talk about those things. So we'll have uh, Grant on in just a matter of minutes. Now, Aaron... Uh, you had that breaking news on the Cowboys front about the tight end. So let's get a little let's get a little sounder going here. I think it deserves it uh, as we have some news on. There it is. Uh, Aaron stepping now into the ESPN Central Texas newsroom. Aaron, what happened with a uh, Cowboys player? And tell us the uh, where he's ended up. Cowboys tight end Dalton Schultz about an hour ago or a little less than an hour ago signed a one-year $9 million contract to play for the Texans next year. The Texans making a couple moves today. They also signed former Bills running back. Uh, I almost said Daryl Singletary. That's the country thing. Uh, Devin Singletary uh, to a one-year contract worth about $3.5 million. So the Texans making a couple of moves today, but the big one is signing Cowboys tight end, Dalton Schultz, one year, $9 million. Aaron, we were focused on basketball a lot of this weekend, but the Cowboys trade, we certainly like the fact that they only had to give up a fifth rounder to get a really good cornerback, albeit you know a 32-year-old cornerback, but somebody that's been one of the better cornerbacks uh, in the NFL. But they traded for a wide receiver over the weekend, Brandon Cooks, <clears throat> and I, it seems like Brandon Cooks, every time I look up, is getting traded somewhere. I, I remember him. Did he have some time with New England? Then he goes to Houston. I mean, he's just he's been around. But he certainly brings a great deal of speed. He's someone that can take the top off of a defense, and, uh, and he may be the downfield threat that the Cowboys are looking for. Aaron is a fantasy freak a fantasy football guy that likes to have several teams in the running every year. Tell me about Brandon Cooks. Is this a, I mean, the Cowboys love somebody that's an oft-injured guy, but when he's healthy and when he's out there playing, tell me about Brandon Cooks and what he brings to the table because it does seem like he is a big play wide receiver. Yeah, he uh, he's obviously been the number one receiver for a very bad Houston team for the last couple of years, but he's had seven 1,000 yard seasons. I don't know why and he I've never heard anything about him being bad in the locker room, so it's kind of crazy that he keeps getting traded because he's been super productive. He only had 699 yards last year, but that was with terrible quarterback play, which he's had in Houston the last three years. and uh, he had over a thousand yards the two previous seasons. So, I mean, he has been one of the most dependable fantasy-wide receivers you could have on your team. He's not... What about the end zone? How, mu- how much does he get in the end zone? Probably one of his weaker areas is uh, touchdowns. He only had three last year and then six 
the two years before that. Then in 2019 with uh, the Rams, he only had two and then five in 2018. So he doesn't score a ton of touchdowns. He's not a big body receiver, but he's a really good receiver, and he's got great top-end speed. Okay, top-end speed. Brandon Cooks, how many franchises has he played for? I remember the Rams. I just feel like he... He started out in New Orleans. Okay, with the Which Saints. I'd forgotten about, too. Yeah. Then they traded uh-huh. him to New England. He, okay, I remember that. He had a, okay, so he had a 1,000-yard year for the Saints. They traded him to New England the next year. He was there one year, had a 1,000-yard season, got traded to the Rams, had a 1,000-yard season there, then lasted another season... In 2019, he only had 583 yards. Then he got traded to Houston, where he had two consecutive 1,000-yard seasons before last season with uh, 699 yards. Man, I find all of this very interesting. Um, and, and I do think he's going to be a nice compliment. And the thought is that this will be it. An OBJ, we can finally... Surely. I mean, Aaron, do you think Jerry, I feel like he can't quit OBJ, but sources <laughs> have been saying to some of our various places that we go to for Cowboys news that that's it. They are out of the OBJ business. O- OBJ was um, was disputing some of the reports out there recently where they were saying, you know, he wanted this much a year. And he said, no, no, I just said, he said, I just didn't, I said $4 million. Uh, uh, for a year wouldn't be enough. I think he's probably going to get a deal. Uh, I wonder if OBJ has enough of a name, speed, uh, not even just about speed, athleticism. If people think he's truly back to full form, Aaron, could he get a similar deal to Dalton Schultz? Could he get a one-year $9 million deal? Or could he get, you know, a three years, three years at $24 million? About eight million a year. I think he could. I think somebody might think about doing something like that. But it's going to take the right environment, and um, and of course he's kind of he can be picky on that. Um, Aaron, where do you do you think OBJ? Like where? Well, I mean, I guess Aaron Rodgers gets anything he wants. I mean, I guess he could just tell the Jets. <laughs> Right. Hey, I'd like to have OBJ. He's on my wish list. I think we even heard a rumor of that, didn't we? That that OBJ Mm -hmm. was was. one of the people on his wish list. Yep. Aaron, as I've studied and and been focused on this basketball, have the Jets added anybody else? Have we have we ever figured out the compensation for Aaron Rodgers? No, they're that they're still waiting on. And uh, the only move they've made so far was they did sign Alan Lazard. As far as OBJ's contract, I think you're in the range. I think it'll actually be a little more. Lazard, Juju Smith-Schuster, and uh, the New England wide receiver, who I'm blanking on, uh, Myers, all signed contracts. Uh, Lazard's was four years. The other two were three years. But they were about 10 to $12 million apiece, and I think that's where he'll land in his contract, three-year contract, probably closer to the $10 million range than the $12 million. All right, all right. So there's some um, Cowboys news for you. And then Aaron had the big news. And Aaron, the other one I don't think that we got to because we were talking about Patino uh, in that news that he's going to St. John's, um, that, that he'll, he'll make them good. I mean, you know, to recruit to that area 
and the excitement that'll be around that program, the Red Storm, we call them. You know, Mullins was a weird hire. When you hire former stars at the school, we saw it with Clyde Drexler at, at U of H. We saw it with Patrick Ewing at Georgetown. It rarely works out. But our, our guy, um, Jeff Goodman, Aaron, has been reporting all day or for the last few hours that the um, that Coach Cooley, Ed Cooley, is is headed leaving Providence to go to Georgetown. I don't know if I would do that. I mean, Providence has been a great job. He's done a nice job there. Uh, he takes them to the tournament. They've done well in the tournament at times. They're in that Big East. They're they're where they need to be. I I guess it's the allure of the Georgetown just has the sound of a blue blood college basketball school. But man, it's been years. Those were the John Thompson days. And they tried to turn back the clock, of course, with Patrick Ewing, and he didn't do anything there. I mean, my gosh, this year, Aaron, what were they? Like 0 and 18 or something? I mean, they're, they, it was kind of like um, our, our poor buddy Prom at Iowa State a few years ago. Prom, you look up and he's like, oh, Prom didn't lose, win a game this year in the Big 12. He went 0, he went 0 and 18. That's about what Patrick Ewing was doing at Georgetown. That's become kind of a dead end job, like DePaul. DePaul used to be good when Ray Meyer was there. Then Joey Meyer, his son, took over, and they were okay after that. But uh, they've been horrible for the last 20 years. Georgetown has been bad for at least a decade, maybe 15 years. And it looks like Cooley is going to um, take that job. Good coach. Really good coach. All right, we are going to prepare to have our men as they arrive in Stillwater. It will be Grant McCaslin, University of North Texas head coach, joins the Matt Mosley Show. That'll happen next. This is the Baylor Sports Beat, a daily look inside Baylor athletics. Now, here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor athletics on the Monday. Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, Baylor men's basketball bows out of the NCAA tournament while the women look to extend their stay, taking on UConn tonight. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Oh, her first word. Mama. Then, before I knew it. Mom! Soccer practice, art club, driver's ed, dating, graduation, five years of college. Mom, this is Ted. Wedding bells and suddenly... Life fast forwards. Keep up with Texas Farm Bureau insurance and protection that changes with your auto, home, and life needs. It's the right coverage for any moment because moments worth covering are never accidents. Get a free review of your current policy. Call 877-FARM-BUREAU. Discounts may vary by situation. Just as it's heating up on the courts, and so are the deals during Ram Truck Month at Allen Samuels in Waco. Get a new 2022 Ram 1500 Lone Star Crew Cab with values up to $8,250 plus $500 to first responders. Or get 1.9% for 72 months. Pick from the best selection of brand new inventory in Central Texas. If we don't have exactly what you want, we can help you build the custom vehicle of your dreams. It's Ram Truck Month at Allen Samuels in Waco. The future's bright. The time is now. College is what you make it. It's a late night pizza run and all nighters coding a new project. It's having big dreams and making them a reality. It's a professor who knows your name and your story. It's preparation for your future. 
your calling, your life. And at Baylor, it's even more. Baylor, where lights shine bright. Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. Baylor women's basketball plays in the second round of the NCAA tournament tonight in Stores, Connecticut, taking on the hometown team, the second-seeded UConn Huskies. 7.30 for the countdown to tip-off, 8 p.m. tip-off tonight on 104.9 FM for Baylor women's basketball versus UConn. Meanwhile, the Baylor men bowed out of the NCAA tournament in Denver with a second-round loss to Creighton last night, 85-76 the final score. Despite a career-high 30 points by L.J. Cryer on the night, the Bears' season comes to an end after the game head coach Scott Drew. Uh, it's a really, really a good group of guys. Uh, they like one another. Um, they're good role models. They're, they're uh, great for the university and community. And um, it was always a joy going to practice each and every day because uh, when you when you like who you're with, it makes it makes it fun and easy. A lot of times this this time of year, coaches can't wait to get away. Um, players can't wait to get away. And um, this group, uh, a special group, and. Uh, they deserve a lot of credit for the individuals they all are. Scott Drew following last night's nine-point loss to Creighton in Denver. That is the end of the season for the Bears. Also over the weekend, a big weekend for Mitch Thompson and Baylor baseball, taking two of three from Kansas State in their conference opening series. Baylor softball sweeps Houston a three-game series at Getterman Stadium. And Baylor women's tennis with a win over Kansas State 4-2 on Sunday marks the 500th win in the coaching career of Joey Scrivano. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. The source for Baylor athletic news and information, ESPN Central Texas. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number. So, why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. An exceptional experience and extraordinary results. That's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James Law Firm. They are trial lawyers with 100 plus years of combined experience specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases, as well as business disputes. Cherry Johnson Sigmund James Law Firm has an office in Waco on the ninth floor in Roosevelt Tower, 400 Austin Avenue. Craig Cherry is triple board certified. Fewer than 1% of all lawyers in Texas are triple board certified. He has obtained significant settlements and verdicts for his clients, due in no small part to his ingenuity and relentless tenacity. His tireless dedication and ability to anticipate his opponent's next move makes him the ultimate opponent in the courtroom. Learn more about Cherry Johnson Sigmund James at cjsjlaw.com. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com.
Enjoy one-of-a-kind luxury and lounge at the Baylor Club, located in the heart of McLean Stadium. This elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs with a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality. Weddings, milestones, business, and birthdays, a stadium roaring with bear spirit featuring stunning city skyline views. Baylor Club truly has it all. For interest in membership or your next private event, call 254 710 80. Introducing the new B.O.B. Ballin' on a Budget Family Pack at Hellberg Barbecue. The B.O.B. Family Pack feeds up to four people. It includes one pound of pork steak, a smoked then fried half chicken, half pound of sausage, two pint sides, and a pint of their famous banana pudding, all for $40. And Thursdays from 4 until 7, you can save 20% on this deal. The B.O.B. Family Pack is available for just $32. Hellberg Barbecue, 8532 North Highway 6, Waco. Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the Health Insurance Helpline can help you get it. We specialize in helping the self-employed and people just like you that need affordable health insurance to get it. We have short and long-term health insurance plans and some even cover dental, vision, and prescription drugs. Don't take a risk with your family's health insurance, it's not worth it. If you're self-employed or now need affordable health insurance, call right now and learn for free how to get it. Listen, affordable health insurance plans for everyone just like you are a free phone call away. So give us a shout right now. 800-659-7540. 800-659-7540. That's 800-659-7540. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weiss with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Baylor basketball bows out of the round of 32 for the second straight year, losing to Creighton 85-76. Baylor women erased an 18-point deficit to move to the second round, beating Alabama 78-74. The Bears will face UConn tonight, 8 o'clock tip, and you can hear that game on 104.9 FM. Baylor baseball takes 2-3 from Kansas State in conference opening series. The Bears will host Sam Houston State at Baylor Ballpark tomorrow at 6.30. Number 21 Baylor softball swept Houston over the weekend. The Bears will be at UTA on Wednesday. Cowboys have acquired Houston Texans wide receiver Brandon Cooks for a fifth-round pick in the 2023 draft and a sixth-round pick in the 2024 draft. Dallas Mavericks riding a two-game winning streak will be at Memphis tonight, 7 o'clock tip. Houston Astros' Jose Altuve fractured his right thumb playing in the World Baseball Classic. Altuve will miss at least eight weeks. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. And we're joined now by Grant McCaslin, the coach at the University of North Texas. And uh, Coach McCaslin has arrived, I believe, safely in Stillwater. The bus was pulling into town. Uh, Grant, you've had to coach in Stillwater before. I remember you on that that Texas Tech bench uh, years ago. And then also, I don't know, you may have taken a UNT team in there before uh did you make it in safely how does uh, stillwater look today grant do you have me all right we we're we're endeavoring to uh 
to uh, visit with Grant McCaslin as as we try to uh, get him on from Stillwater. The bus pulled in there, and um, Grant is uh, preparing to play Oklahoma State tomorrow night, 6 o'clock in the NIT. All right, Grant. I was trying to visit with you a minute ago, and I don't think you could hear me, perhaps. Uh, it is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Are, have you arrived in Stillwater? Does everything look okay there? All right, Grant, for some reason. Yeah, it is. Okay. All right, well, that is, uh, that's awesome. Having technical difficulties, I'll... Uh, I'll let Grant, as we try to solve this, uh, always fun. When the Gremlins, um, I, and I'll let him know it's on our end. And uh, he is, uh, they were making their way into, uh, into Stillwater, so I was excited to visit with him as uh, North Texas getting ready to play in the, uh, all right, we're going to reset things and we'll give it another go. Uh, and... Who knows what's going on? It's yeah, and I'm just letting him know. Uh, all right, we'll get him. We'll get him. He's ready. He's answering the phone and all. We just can't quite patch him in, but uh, we'll get everything reset. We'll give it one more go, and if not, we'll just uh, we'll go about our day, and we'll let Grant go about his day. Uh, the uh, Mean Green for all our Mean Green people trying to listen to us this afternoon. Uh, and just fans of Grant's from his time at Baylor. He was an undergrad there at Baylor as well. Uh, Baylor is his alma mater. 28-7 and seven now. <clears throat> After a win yesterday over Sam Houston State, the Bearcats, and they just blew them away. They had a 35-point lead at one point in the second half, made a ton of threes, and uh, what, an, what, an amazing, uh, what an amazing year it's been. And now they're in the NIT. They've made some really nice NIT runs. They had an unbelievable run in the CBI a few years ago. And now they're trying to make it to Las Vegas is where you end up now if you make it far enough in the NIT. And these are two teams that both, I think, had a great shot at, uh, at playing in the tournament, uh, in the NCAA tournament. UNT needed to win its conference tournament. Obviously, they were in the same conference, Conference USA, with FAU. And that's a great team that has advanced to the Sweet 16 from that conference. I wish you, I wish that conference was given a little more, uh, uh, you know, credence and, and uh, support because they play some really good basketball in that conference. And for whatever reason, the, the people that do all the rankings and put all these things together, you almost have to win that conference tournament to get into this thing. But I tell you, Grant's taking advantage of it, and the UNT people are excited about the NIT. Aaron, do we want to give it one more try, or is it just not going to work out for us? Okay, we are trying to make it happen as Grant McCaslin is uh, standing by the head coach at UNT in uh, in Stillwater as they get ready to play. And, of course, uh, um, the, uh, uh, the he has a new athletic director there at UNT. He's 6'9". He played college basketball himself. Jared Mosley is his name, and he's no kin. No, uh, but I'd like to claim him because he, he is a great guy. Um, back to uh, while we try to figure this out, the um, Baylor situation yesterday – 
comes to a <clears throat> tough close. You saw Jerome Tang. You saw the celebrations. Kansas State head of the Sweet 16. Baylor's season comes to an end. We knew Creighton was good. I can't say that I knew I knew how good it was. Okay, we'll try this again at some point, and uh, um, it's just not going to happen today. And I don't have any clue, but I believe it's on our end, which is just very disappointing. Uh, and I'm just going to let him know so he's not standing there. Uh, waiting we had all the uh, UNT people and waiting and and of course I wanted to ask him about the uh, Texas Tech situation that he's been connected to uh, as well and so very very unfortunate there uh, as we were going to have Grant McCaslin the uh, University of North Texas coach on with us so anyway um, back to what the Bears did yesterday and uh, it, it, it was a um, it was just a tough day it it brought back some memories throughout this season, you know, as far as <clears throat> this is a team that's had trouble putting two great halves together. Sometimes they survive, sometimes they don't. And this was this was pretty uh uh this was a game where the first half none of the shots were falling. They were getting tons of shots, by the way. At halftime, the Bears were like I mean, I think they had squeezed off 35 shots, and Creighton had only taken 25 shots. But Creighton, of course, was shooting more than 50%, and they were hitting all their threes, and the Bears had hit two threes. This is a this was kind of a boomer bust team. They had three tremendous guards that could all go off, and unfortunately yesterday only one of them went off. And Cryer had 30 uh, that's the most a Baylor player has ever had in NCAA tournament history. And uh, so it was really, really good. And But it, just the rest of the team, and, I, and there were some good performances. I thought Bridges played hard. He was crashing the boards. Loner came in, tried to provide energy off the bench. Langston Love couldn't go. Uh, the situation, obviously, with his eye, he, he went for five minutes in that last game, gave it a go. Couldn't go in this game. Very disappointing because he's a tough player. He's a good rebounding guard. He can hit the three, and he's just a very tough defensive-minded guy. So did they miss him? Of course they did. Bonner's really good at at playing the passing lanes, and you know he can at times be a pretty good shooter. Um, it just they didn't have enough. Uh, they, Creighton came at him with all sorts of firepower. They had a guy named Baylor, Baylor Sherman, who hit threes? They had the the big man who was making life miserable down low. I, I think in the future, Ojanwina, the uh, uh, big Josh for um, for the Bears at um, at 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 six nine. I, I I think he could. He actually sometimes to me looks like he might be about six ten. I think they list him at six nine. He had one just incredible block where their big man looked like he was going to go up for a dunk on an alley-oop, and Ojan would have timed it perfectly. He got him at the very top of his leap, and it just reminds you, hey, this guy's going to be really, really good. And with every day John coming back about 13 or 14 games ago, he lost out on playing time, but he helped the team in Colorado. And so I think there's some, some good things ahead. If that's the last time we got to see Adam Flagler in a Baylor uniform, uh, the last time we got to see Keontae George, it's almost certain that Keontae George will be a lottery pick and will be leaving the Bears. I mean, it was, in some ways, it was a really fun season. 
Think about what they overcame. They started out 0-3 in conference. They were in a bad shape. They battled their way back and became contenders to win the whole conference. They didn't get it done there, but um, end up as, what, the third or fourth seed in the um, in the Big 12 and end up with a three seed in the tournament. And we talked about, like, a bad matchup with Iowa State. Why was the matchup bad with Iowa State? Well, probably because they just had so much size, so much length, and quite honestly, <clears throat> they had more energy and better rebounding. And they they punished the Bears on the boards. I didn't think they lost that game yesterday because of their work on the boards. Simply some of the same old stuff. Straight line drives to the hoop. Not enough help on defense. Um, first of all, number 23 for Creighton is a great shot maker. He went down there and sometimes when they actually challenged him, um, he was able to do some really good things, and it was just it, it was it was very unfortunate that they couldn't make that work. Um, and I mean, it was just and, and then they just hit a bunch of open threes. Farabello comes in; he's the kid that transferred from TCU. I didn't realize, and I don't even know if Baylor did. I mean, they did a great job scouting them. They knew what they were going to face. It just when the Bears. You know, a, a team like that, you know, you saw Kansas State this year. You saw Texas at times put up huge amounts of points in the 80s. Baylor lost a game earlier this season to TCU, and TCU just kind of ran downhill and got going on them in the second half and made a big comeback and ended up winning that game something crazy like 88 to 87 or something like that. I, I thought if Baylor, if it was a high-scoring affair, Baylor would be okay. This team just flat out outshot Baylor and made a ton of threes, probably ended up on the on the game either somewhere in the 12 to 14 threes range. UNT, by the way, yesterday in the NIT hit 16 threes. They had a guy go five for five from three-point range. And then they have a player named Tyler Perry who's excellent. And uh, Tyler just went off and, and uh, I mean, really, really uh, – you know, great stuff coming from them. Now, let's turn our attention to the Baylor women tonight. That's star 104.9, and uh, that's going to be a 7.30 pregame and an 8 o'clock, um, you know, 8 o'clock tip. And Gino Ariema is the greatest coach of all time of women's basketball. Pat Summit and others, Kim Mulkey. I mean, there's some great ones out there. Kay Yao. I mean, there's, there's just some wonderful coaches. Muffet McGraw. But he's the best ever because of what he's built there in turning that program into a powerhouse, and they never have down seasons. A down season for them is maybe not making it to the Final Four. That happens, what, once every five, six years or something like that. We just pencil them in. So the greatness, this is not one of the greatest UConn teams ever. The Bears will have some advantages quickness maybe all around better three-point shooters um there will be some things the bears can do the height factor is going to be tough they're going to have to use great fakes get them in the air get them in foul trouble they have to get to the line in that game the other night they ended up hitting 14 threes huge comeback over alabama they cannot get off to that kind of start i'll just say this if they're losing 22-4 to after the first quarter against UConn, good night. Just, just get on the plane and go back, okay? You can't come back from that against this Huskies team. But 
I, I think they're going to play well. I think they're going to go out there and going to compete. And for whatever reason, in front of hostile crowds this year, they have they have performed extremely well. And uh, and I think um, I, I think Nikki Collin loves it, loves the uh, loves those kind of opportunities. And there's something that happens from a bonding standpoint, and they step up and play. Now they may get blown off the court. I don't know, but with Bickle. With Caitlin Bickle and Sarah Andrews, some veterans like that, Jaden Owens, I kind of think they're going to be fine. Now, when the team's at its worst is when they're making a million turnovers, and they've had games like that where they have 22 or 23 turnovers. They're capable of that. I think they've gotten some great play recently from uh, Jana Van Geitenbeek, and, and, and she's helped them off the bench. I think a big thing tonight that I forgot to bring up with Bryce is can Little Page Bugs, their big-time freshman, uh, Dariana, <coughs> Little Page Bugs, can she go? She was not able to play down the stretch the other day. She did something to her fingers. She had them taped up, and even with the game on the line and knowing that she, they probably needed her on the floor for not only her, her great post play, her rebounding, her shot making, she couldn't play. They got it done without her. Uh, they'll need her. They'll need her in this game, and, and that would be putting a lot of stress on Fauntleroy and the others if Little Page Bugs can't go. She's the greatest. She's really become uh, a super sub. There may be somebody you can name in the Big 12 who's a better six uh, woman than, uh, than Little Page Bugs, but I'm not aware of it. And it's the reason why sometimes in these games, you know, she's in the game two minutes into it, okay? She's basically like a starter, and she usually goes in there and plays for a long time. Uh, I think this will be fun. Now, other action today, um, Aaron and I were kind of monitoring some of these uh, uh, other games. The uh, NCAA tournament continues on. Uh, UNC was in the middle of, uh, of getting beat. I think that went ahead and happened. Um, Tennessee, at the, as the number four seed, is beating the number 12 seed Toledo team. This is a Toledo team that upset Iowa State the other night. And uh, also Oklahoma State lost in a one-point uh, game, and that was a tough one because I love J.C. Hoyt and some of the things Oklahoma State Cowgirls have done this year, but uh, they could not get it done. But Tennessee has come out in a big way, and uh, Tennessee's starting to kind of get back to where they were, certainly not where they were under Pat Summit, but they brought one of their player, their great players from the past back to be the head coach, and they've made some real progress there, and they're up 25-11 to 11 in that game. Again, the Baylor game tonight, 8 o'clock, star 104.9, pregame starts at 7.30, and then um, the in, in some of the uh, news we were telling you about earlier in the 5 o'clock hour, the Cowboys have lost... Dalton Schultz. Um, <clears throat> Houston Texans made this major addition, and they also added running back Devin Singletary from Buffalo. You remember him. He's put up some pretty good numbers over the years. Schultz's deal, according to the NFL Network, um, is worth up to $9 million. It's a one-year deal. It's similar to what he played for on the uh, franchise tag with the Cowboys. You wonder why the Cowboys couldn't get maybe something done with him, knowing that uh, he played the 2022 season for the Cowboys 
on the franchise tag at, at nearly $11 million. So in a sense, he's taken a bit of a pay cut. Still unbelievable money, obviously, but uh, you thought with the numbers that Schultz has put up and, the, when, and as great as he's been for Dak that he might be able to go out and get a three- or four-year deal, that did not happen for him. And, um, and that'll be uh, really interesting. Um, he finished with 57 catches for 577 yards and five touchdowns, joining Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, and TJ Hawkinson as the only tight ends to have 50 or more catches for 500 or more yards in each of the last three seasons. I mean, that tells you, um, you know, how good he's been. And, of course, he was a fourth-round pick in 2018. So the Cowboys lose a really good tight end, and um, Singletary ends up there. He was the primary running back for the Bills and has totaled over 950 scrimmage yards every season of his career, including a personal best 1,099 yards last season. All right, 25-year-old player. Uh, interesting to see what the Houston Texans are trying to accomplish in the offseason is they get a pretty big-time um, running back, and then they uh, land the Cowboys tight end. The other news coming to the NFL today is that Roger Goodell and NFL owners are expected to finalize a multi-year contract extension uh, for the commissioner at next week's owners' meetings. Jerry Jones has fought to try to make um, Goodell's salary more, you know, have more incentives in it and not make it such a huge salary. In fact, at one point he tried to get Goodell fired. He was not successful in that. And uh, Goodell makes enormous money. Part of that is because this is a billion dollar, the revenue that comes in the NFL, especially from its TV contracts, are unbelievable. This will be the fourth extension for Goodell, who took over for Paul Tagliabue, on September 1st, 2006, the previous extensions came in 2009, 2012, and 2017. And uh, that's the year that Jerry Jones threatened a lawsuit before the league eventually fined him for his legal threats. He was threatening a lawsuit against, uh, against the league for what it was trying to do. And also, that was about the time that uh, Zeke Elliott's um, suspension came in, and he felt like the league overstepped in that. And uh, the league took action against Jerry Jones after that happened. So all kinds of news breaking this afternoon, including some college basketball news. Uh, Rick Patino is becoming the head coach for St. John's. And you have um, Coach Ed Cooley. Um, is leaving Providence, and uh, he is the new Georgetown head coach, the school announced. Um, the Patrick Ewing included, the, during his time at, at uh, Georgetown, it included a 29-game conference losing streak and a 13-50 and record the past two seasons. That is embarrassing for a school that John Thompson put on the map. I'm always interested in when Blue Bloods decide to try to turn the thing around, they first they always think UNC does this, Duke does this, all the Blue Bloods like uh, 
they think they need one of their own to do it at first. University of Houston tried it with Clyde Drexler. At some point, sometimes that doesn't work. A lot of times that doesn't work. And that's how, like, University of Houston, after having, oh, at one point they had James Dickey as their coach. Of course, before that they had uh, Clyde. They tried some different years and years ago. They had Pat Foster. Um, They brought Kelvin Sampson in. The guy who hired him was the Baylor athletic director now, uh, Mac Rhodes. And what Kelvin Sampson has built is just kind of a monster out there at University of Houston. Um, I think this is a fourth straight Sweet 16. And the only thing that kind of rivals that uh, is that Gonzaga just is now going to the Sweet 16 for its eighth consecutive time. Now, I know they haven't won a national title. They've been to the Final Four a couple of times. And it hasn't worked out for Mark Few in that regard. But getting to eight straight Sweet 16s is about as great a feat as you can have. Um, I Duke had some incredible run. Um, Kentucky's had some, some great runs. But only a couple teams, I think there are a couple teams that had nine in a row. Duke may have been one of them. But that's crazy. To, to do what Mark Few has done at Gonzaga and have eight straight trips to the Sweet 16. Because we can say, well, they don't play that tough of a conference schedule, and I think there's some, I think that's valid. But still, you've got to get in the tournament, and you've got to win your first-round game, which they usually do because they're usually a high seed, um, and, then, and then turn around and win that second-round game, which is not as easy, and they do it every single year. And they're doing it against teams like TCU when it's a um, like a three seed against a six seed. All right, that's Matt Mosley show ESPN Central Texas. The uh, the dismount is next. Glenn Moore and Baylor Bear Softball on one hundred one point three FM. Baylor Softball back in action on the road this Wednesday morning at UT Arlington. 11.15 a.m. for the warm-up show. 11.30, first pitch, Wednesday. Join Dan Ingham for Baylor Big 12 softball every game on 101.3 FM. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, the team physicians of Baylor Athletics. Our doctors specialize in the diagnosis and treatment of any and all sports-related injuries. Celebrating over a decade of service to Central Texas, our doctors are equipped to handle a wide range of issues. Whether it's your foot or ankle, your hand or wrist, knee and shoulder pain, or you're in need of our arthritis and total joint clinic, trust the doctors that Baylor trusts. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, our goal is to get you back in the game. Hey folks, Derek Scott here at Jim Turner Chevrolet. There are so many seasons upon us. March Madness basketball, baseball, and NASCAR. So needless to say, we are full throttle here at Jim Turner Chevrolet as we enter truck season. And here we go again with 0% financing on every new Silverado in stock. We have over 200 new and pre-owned vehicles to choose from, and folks, we will not be beat over price. So give us a call, 840-3261 or 24-7 at turnerchevy.com. And remember folks, we're just a heartbeat away at McGregor. We'll treat you like family. 
In the market for a quality metal building? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe have helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal building design, panel options, building components, and trim options. Pioneer Steel and Pipe's residential line is energy efficient, offers low maintenance, reduces insurance payments, is impact resistant, and carries up to a 45-year limited warranty. In addition, they can help you find metal building contractors for your project. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at PioneerBoys.com. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. The pain level was over 10. There's days where I just sat and cried and asked the good Lord to take me. And my doctor recommended that I go to Good Feet and try the arch supports. So I put the arch supports in and took about three, four steps, turned around and went and sat back down and started to cry. It was the first time that I had no pain. For over 20 years, we've been helping people like Dave actually live the life they envision without their feet getting in the way. Since then, I've been doing so many things with my children. I went hiking this last summer with my daughter, something that I never thought was possible because I couldn't walk. There's people out there that made a product that changed people's lives. I am not an actor. I am an individual father and wanted to share his testimony with other people out there about my good feet story. See what we can do for you with a free personalized arch support fitting at the Good Feet Store. The Good Feet Store in Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace and now in Temple. Attention farmers and ranchers, you want that person-to-person service with someone you know and trust to get your animal supplies to you and take the worry out cost-effectively. That's where Agritech Animal Health with Chad Spitzer and his staff are all about. People you know and trust with over 100 years of combined experience in the animal health industry. From the heart of Texas to the Red River, they are there to service you with that personal feel and products you know and trust. Stop by and see Ashley at their Marlin location or give them a call to set you up and keep your animals in the game at 254-883-5500. It's Agritech Animal Health. Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up on ESPN Central Texas. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Lines with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Baylor basketball bounced out of the round of 32 for the second straight year, losing to Creighton 85-76. Baylor women erased an 18-point deficit to move to the second round, beating Alabama 78-74. The Bears will face UConn tonight, 8 o'clock tip, and you can hear that game on 104.9 FM. Baylor baseball takes 2-3 from Kansas State in conference opening series. The Bears will host Sam Houston State at Baylor Ballpark tomorrow at 6.30. Number 21 Baylor softball swept Houston over the weekend. The Bears will be at UTA on Wednesday. Cowboys have acquired Houston Texans wide receiver Brandon Cooks for a fifth-round pick in the 2023 draft and a sixth-round pick in the 2024 draft. Dallas Mavericks riding a two-game winning streak will be at Memphis tonight, 7 o'clock tip. Houston Astros' Jose Altuve fractured his right thumb playing in the World Baseball Classic. Altuve will miss at least eight weeks. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time now for the Dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. On is the Matt Mosley Show. A couple minutes here to uh, say goodnight to you. And uh, remember, we've got the Baylor women and UConn. 8 o'clock tonight, 7.30 pregame, star 104.9, where you've heard a lot of the women's games this year. And uh, that will be... That will be really, um, that'll be good. And, uh, boy, shout out to uh, Alan Samuels. Man, Ted Teague, one of our great listeners out there, the GM uh, out there. And, man, that lot is out there just recently. Tremendous inventory. The deals they're doing. 
Um, they had some stuff going on earlier this month, and it just was, it, it's kind of wild, the rebates and everything. And I'll be telling you about some new deals that they have in the works. But the amount of money you can get back is kind of unheard of. And uh, that's out at Allen Samuels. And, in fact, I tried out a Jeep Gladiator recently uh, when I rented a car, and uh, I liked it. It was a fun little vehicle. And then those new 2023 uh, Grand Cherokees are really, really good, and uh, I just love them. I mean, you talk about luxury. I mean, very, very nice and sleek. I mean, they handle like an Audi or something, like a almost like a, man, it's a sporty vehicle. It's pretty awesome. Uh, so keep that in mind. Of course, Alan Samuels, you know where they are out there right off uh, Highway 6. All right, everybody, have a uh, tremendous evening, and uh, we hope to see you tomorrow at 4 o'clock straight up. It's the Matt Mosley Show. Good night, everybody. It's time for today's Modern Media Big 12 Shootaround from the NCAA Tournament, exclusively on ESPN Central Texas. Here again is John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of